Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Damian Williams trying to get to the edge. Breaks a tackle, 35, 30. Damian Williams, 20. Stays in bounds. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. And the snap goes high over the head of Big Ben. All the way back to the 2, to the 1. And the Browns have it in the end zone. And they dive on the ball and recover it for a touchdown. Carl Joseph's got it in the end zone. A touchdown. Derek looks left. Derek going to throw for the end zone. Welcome to the rest stop. It's February 2nd, 2021. It is Super Bowl 55 week. I'm Brad Restituto, and uh, you can join us on the rest stop every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 to 10 o'clock Pacific time. Joining me as always, Spencer Ostrowski. You can follow him on Twitter at Spencer the Wiz. Got a good show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the action in the NBA tonight, but we're going to go heavy NFL football as we're Super Bowl week. Super Bowl 55 coming up on Sunday in Tampa Bay, Florida. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing the Kansas City Chiefs. It'll be a fantastic matchup in this year's Super Bowl. Uh, a pandemic-laden football season where we're going to have limited fans in the stands for the Super Bowl, but it'll be a great matchup as Tom Brady will be in his 10th Super Bowl seeking his seventh victory and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs looking to go back-to-back. So we'll get to some Super Bowl 55 talk. We'll definitely hit some prop bets as I've been around town here in Las Vegas. Uh, the Circa properties, the Rampart, checking out the different props, and I got some prop sheets with me, and Spencer the Wiz will pull some up online, and we'll talk about some of the prop bets coming up for Super Bowl 55. But let's start the show off tonight, Spence, with some NBA action as we had a primetime matchup on TNT. Kawhi Leonard in the LA Clippers took on Durant, Harden, Kyrie Irving in the Nets. And the Nets, again, another very high-scoring game. The Nets pull away in the second half. They get the win, 124-120. Kyrie Irving was excellent offensively. James Harden close to another triple-double as he leads the NBA in assists. And Kevin Durant, some more big-time shots for the Nets. As the Nets are very confident and fully expect to represent the Eastern Conference in the finals this year. And a nice win tonight against a good team. 
Spencer the Wiz, and the Nets did what they had to do in the second half. They made some big shots. They made their free throws when they needed to, and they hang on for 124-120 victory over the Clippers tonight. Yeah, uh, this game cemented, and I'm going to sound like I'm overreacting, and I am, uh, but it just feels like today's game guarantees that the Clippers will not make their way to the finals. Ty Lue uh, just isn't a good head coach, in my opinion. Uh, I think there was 24 seconds left at the end of the game. They had to foul. It was it. Like It was like 24 seconds left in the clock, and the Nets had possession. They wasted 10 entire seconds uh, to uh, foul Kyrie, but that was a, a foul to give. So it didn't even matter who they fouled in the beginning of that. So it, like the idea that they were you know, even trying to foul a specific player, they had James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris on the floor. So there is no good foul. They're probably all going to make their free throws. So time is, has to be an asset because at the very end of the game, when Jeff Green missed that uh, free throw, was like a second left on the clock or something like that like very minimal time it should have been 11 seconds left to go for the game uh along with that and uh maybe saving that coach's challenge uh, just overall i mean they didn't get the ball into quiet or paul george's hands in the last three possessions the ideology should be and it worked and the three-pointer in the corner Kevin Durant's going to guard either Kawhi or Paul George. So you got to go attack that matchup at the end of the game, whoever is not being guarded by Kevin Durant, because they have no other defenders on the floor capable of stopping either of those two. Paul George gets the corner three, and that makes it a game. Uh, And they got so lucky that Marcus Morris and one uh, that he ended up going in the middle was should never have gone in. Of course, it was a really good shot. But for the Nets, I mean, another game, like you said, over 120 points uh, given up. I just don't think that this is sustainable for the playoffs. Will they get better marginally? Yes. But you're not going to make James Harden a ball stopper. Kyrie Irving is not going to become a ball stopper out of nowhere. So they have a lot of issues that they have to work out uh, to make this happen. Right now, they are not a finals team, in my opinion. No matter how good they look, when you see a game like they did against Washington, where they gave up 149 points in regulation, that's not acceptable. You're going to have to keep teams to around 110 during the playoffs consistently. They have not done that a single time with the lineup they have so far. But, hey, they won the game. Uh, they they capitalized on some huge mistakes from L.A., who I think will continue to make those mistakes. Um, but they got, the, they got into the win calm. They're con- going to continue to make headlines and just continue going forward with the best offensive rating of all time and the worst defensive rating of all time. There you have it, Spence. And look, we've both been hard on Kyrie Irving for the type of leader he is and or isn't and his stuff off the court. But when he's on the court, Spence, and, and he's dialed in and, and, and playing basketball the way he's capable of, he's he is certainly an extremely talented player. He had 39 tonight, six of eight from three, some very tough shots, some tough threes, and he made some great drives to the basket. He was 15 and 23 from the field. Uh, also added five rebounds to that. Great offensive performance from Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant had 28. He was 11 of 13. What an efficient night from KD from the field. Five of five from the free throw line. And James Harden added 23, 14 assists and 11 rebounds. And he was 7 of 15 from the field, 8 of 8 from the line. Uh, Brooklyn was great from the free throw line, 21 of 26 as a team. Uh, only the miss that you mentioned by Jeff Green and then three misses by DeAndre Jordan. For the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard had 33. He was 12 of 24 from the field, 8 of 9 from the line. Nick Batum, Spence, you you mentioned him at the beginning of the year. He had a really good game. 
for the Clippers. He was two of three from the line. You mentioned an important free throw he missed, but he was five of eight from three, seven of 10 from the field, and he had 21 points and four rebounds. So I know you don't think the Clippers maybe uh, have the sustainability to make a run in the postseason, but I thought Paul George with 26 tonight had a nice effort. I think if they can get a team effort from a lot of those guys, Marcus Morris is good off the bench. Lou Williams, uh, only four points tonight, but he's going to be an important bench player. I think the Clippers have an opportunity uh, to to go deep into the playoffs. They certainly want to remember where they were last year and the disappointment they had in the playoffs. So I think this year may be a different story. I don't know if they have enough to overtake the Lakers in the Western Conference, but I certainly think they'll be in the conversation. No, they will be, but uh, without a doubt, they have the best – skilled roster well now the nets probably have that title but i guess in the west i should say they have the most skilled roster by far like from top to bottom paul george Kawhi Leonard, reggie jackson nicholas batum who is often forgot as being one of the main pieces of that portland trailblazers team that was so successful in the beginning with lamarcus aldridge along with wesley matthews uh and you can just keep going down i mean there are guys on the bench who were you know starters for championship teams not that long ago like sergi baca uh, so they're, they're going to be uh, good in the regular season. They're not going to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. But like you mentioned, uh, if they're if they're going to continue to be coached this way, there's no chance they're taking over uh, the Lakers because Frank Vogels will coach circles around Ty Lue. Spence, I got to mention this note from a game tonight as well. The Toronto Raptors get their ninth win of the season against the Orlando Magic, 123-108. But Fred Van Fleet had a historic night for himself, a career-high 54 points for Van Vliet Spence, he was 11 of 14 from three. And he had 11 of these threes up until the third quarter. He could have easily shot for uh, for a record there. The team record for Toronto was 12, I believe. Van Vliet was 11 of 14, 9 of 9 from the free throw line, and 17 of 23 from the field in 37 minutes. 54 points for Fred, Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet from Wichita State, Spence. This guy... Uh, you know, not a very high draft pick, not going to a big school, all of six foot one, Spencer, the way six foot one, 195 pounds, career high, 54 points tonight. Congratulations to Fred Van Fleet, a fantastic performance and a career performance for him in a win tonight. Yeah, he lapped his, uh, well, I don't know if they ever played together, but former Toronto Raptor, DeMar DeRozan, I think he's second all time uh, with. 51 points and if i'm not mistaken actually vince carter owns a third spot when he played for the toronto raptors he was also around that number i think 49 uh, but he he is so important to that team and when they won the finals of course he kind of was the main reason they did so outside of Kawhi leonard uh, a little streaky of a shooter at times i think he's like a 40 percent field goal percentage along with uh, uh i can't think of his name now the point guard that's kyle lowry they have a lot of problems this year. This is kind of like the most exciting headline we've heard about them all season long. I don't know what it is, some sort of hang up, or maybe they're just on the decline. Uh, it's hard to sustain success for a long time. We know that, uh, but I don't think they regret it for any moments. Uh, I don't think they actually paid him too much money in the off season too. He got a huge deal, uh, but a lot of teams are looking to give him something like that. I know a team like the New York Knicks would surely enjoy having a guy like Fred Brand bleed on their team who he was linked to. Ultimately, wanted to stay with them. I understood he did win a championship with them. Uh, it's just unfortunate that he may be doing it on a team that's looking to just make the playoffs this year. Yeah, Spencer. Uh, one more game, or there's two more games in progress. One of them, the TNT doubleheader tonight. The Boston Celtics are in Oakland taking on 
I'm sorry, in San Francisco taking on the Warriors. The Warriors have their Oakland uniforms on tonight. The Celtics lead 96-94 with six and a half minutes left in that game. Jason Tatum has 25 for the Celtics. Steph Curry has 30 for the Warriors. And then the Utah Jazz, who have been playing good basketball, they're 15-5 and five on the year. They have a 103-89 lead with 7-22 left in the fourth quarter on the Detroit Pistons. Spence, one more NBA topic I want to hit on uh, real quick because it's a very interesting story. The Houston Rockets, they've been playing very good basketball this year, and they do have an outside chance to sneak into the playoffs, and they've really played better basketball since the James Harden trade and James Harden no longer being part of that franchise. Steven Silas has had a chance to get those guys together. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Victor Oladipo, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon. These guys are playing their best basketball of the year at this point, and I'm rooting for them, Spence. I hope they continue to play well and, and, and find a way to sneak in to those playoffs. I believe they're over 500 now. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah, they're 10 and 9 as far as I know. Uh, but Steven Silas has been sitting on the bench as an assistant coach for, I think, 11 years. This guy was teeming for the opportunity. And now he has a group of guys who all want to prove themselves as worthy players in the NBA. Victor Oladipo was playing his best basketball since coming back from the injury. There are a lot of questions about him. He's trying to prove that he can stay healthy, that he can still be the franchise guy that we knew he could be before it. Uh, like I said, that injury. And just going even further than that, uh, you know, you have guys like Eric Gordon, of course, uh, who have just been solid for year in and year out. Uh, you can go down the cushion. Wood's going to win most improved player of the year, like I've said, or at least in my opinion, he's by far has that award uh, locked up. As as long as he continues to play this well, he will get that. Uh, John Wall wants to be another franchise guy, and he looks like he wants to be co-partners with Victor Oladipo, very similar to the Bradley Beal situation that we had just seen. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins is DeMarcus Cousins. I think he's playing a little bit better now. He started off the season very rough. But a lot of the problems the Rockets had in the beginning of the season was because of James Harden. Not that he was putting up bad stats, but when you go into the locker room, the lack of trust, the lack of certainty. Now these guys are together, and we're seeing how talented of a roster they are. Not outside of the question at all, like we mentioned earlier, that they could make the playoffs. And I said that when they were like pretty darn negative in the season there. I think they were like three games under 500 because – uh, there's talent here. There's legitimate talent. Two franchise guys who like three years ago or four years ago, we said were near the top of the league in their positions and they're going to continue to push forward. This is America's team. I think this is like uh, the Browns of the NBA where everyone's going to be rooting for them. And I am too. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. It's cool to see a bunch of guys. It's kind of like the Golden Knight situation. Not that they're a new franchise, but just a lot of people who want to show that they still got what it takes to be successful. I agree with that, Spence. And, and for your star player to say uh, pretty pretty much telling the whole team that they don't have enough talent uh, to to make moves in the postseason uh, should have, should be all the motivation those guys need to come out and, and get put forth their best effort the rest of this year and try to find a way to get into the playoffs, uh, Spence. But but the main thing we're getting into this week as as we're finishing up the NBA talk, this is Super Bowl week. Super Bowl 55 coming up this coming Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the first team in NFL history to host a Super Bowl as they're playing in their home stadium at Raymond James Stadium, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes looking to go back to back. The Chiefs are as Super Bowl champions. It's very tough to do. They only had two losses in the regular season, but for about four months, they did not cover a game. And I think that's important to know the whole resume when you're talking about this year's Kansas City Chiefs team in the, in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, uh, 
they played them earlier in the year. They won the game 27-24 only by three points. They pretty much dominated that game in the first half. But I'm not going to look at that game as a, a forecast of how I think the Super Bowl will go. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be without two starting offensive linemen, which I think could be a really important aspect of this game. With Patrick Mahomes, we don't know that he's 100%. It's unlikely that he is, even though he played a fantastic game in the championship game against Buffalo. Uh, if Tampa Bay gets a few hits on him with the Dominican Sue, we know is a, a big strong guy Jason Pierre-Paul has can get after the passer they can make it uncomfortable for Patrick Mahomes and I think Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles defense uh, they're not going to let Tyreek Hill go off on them like he did in that first half he was record setting in the first half against Tampa Bay in their regular season matchup so I think it's going to be fun to talk about the Super Bowl Spence and to break down how this one's going to play out I think a lot of people are on Kansas City, but I think there are quite a few on Tampa as well. And I think this is going to come down and really be an exciting Super Bowl. So we're going to talk about Super Bowl 55. We're going to talk about some prop bets, hopefully put some money in your pocket, have some fun uh, with the Super Bowl this year, as this has been an unprecedented season in sports altogether with the COVID-19 all across the country. So I'm sure a lot of people will be by their TVs or uh, with friends and family, hopefully in a safe environment, watching the Super Bowl and, and having a good time uh, enjoying this as as the NFL season has got to the end and there's only one game left. But before we talk about the big game, Spence, let's talk about the action this week in the NFL, probably the biggest news, and that's the trade of Matthew Stafford, quarterback, former quarterback of the Detroit Lions, will now be the signal caller for the L.A. Rams. Sean McVay and company pulled the trigger. They traded Jared Goff two first-rounders and a third-rounder uh, to Detroit for for Goff, and Stafford goes to L.A. Um, there's a lot of opinions all across the landscape on who won this trade, who will win this trade. As we sit right now, Spence, of course, nobody knows the answer to that, but I think both teams could end up winning this trade. Uh, will it be a fail if the Rams do not win a Super Bowl? I, I don't know. It's very hard to win a Super Bowl. I think they definitely have a better opportunity now than they had before. I think Matthew Stafford is an upgrade at that position. I think he's underrated what he can do athletically with his legs. He's not a Josh Allen or anything close to that, but he will definitely be able to give you some bootlegs, some play actions, and get out in space a lot more than people give him credit for. And I think that's going to be important to watch out for. I think a lot of people will say, wow, we didn't realize Matt Stafford was that athletic in this offense under Sean McVay. And I think it's going to be great for them. I think they have a real opportunity to compete for that division and be uh, a team to beat in the NFC. They made the playoffs this year with uncertainty at the quarterback position. Matt Stafford is going to be durable and he's going to make plays in a situation that he's never been in. So I do like this trade for the Rams. Uh, if, if you're one of those people that, that feel like giving up this much draft equity is just like a big deal, then you may not love it. And I think that could be good for Detroit Lions fans. Hopefully they'll be able to make the right selections to build a team uh, under new head coach Dan Campbell that'll give them an opportunity to be out of the basement, which they've been in pretty much their entire history of the franchise. So I think it could be a good trade for both teams. As we sit right now, I, I do think Matthew Stafford is that much better than Jared Goff. A lot of people are going to say he's done nothing. He hasn't won any big games. He pads his stats, which is fine, but it's hard to really make that assessment when you're in Detroit. This is a, this is a franchise uh, that some would say ran Barry Sanders out of, out of town when he still had quite a few good years left. Calvin Johnson, the same, and a lot of former players, uh, not too high 
on the infrastructure of this Detroit Lions franchise. And look, Matthew Stafford was a highly touted high school player, successful in college. And I think you could see on tape, he's got all of the talent uh, to really make all of the plays. Now he's got a play caller that is one of the best designers and play callers in the NFL, arguably, who's taken Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. So with Aaron Donald leading your defense, Jalen Ramsey, I think this is going to be a perfect situation for Matt Stafford. And I think this next season is going to be very fun to watch for Rams fans and for NFL fans in an NFC conference, which is pretty tough. It's pretty tough with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady still around. Uh, but I think this is a good move for the Rams, and I think it's going to be a jump start at this point in the career for Matt Stafford. Uh, yeah, this is an objectively good trade for the L.A. Rams. Whether or not it works out, I have no idea. Very, very few franchises have a chance to make a run at the Super Bowl. Think about how many teams have never been there in franchise history, like the Lions, let's say. The thing is, like, did Tampa Bay take a huge risk by signing Tom Brady after having an off year after he's getting this old? They sure did. Did the Broncos make a massive risk by getting Peyton Manning after coming off a massive neck surgery? They did. But because they had the chance to make the Super Bowl, even if it is a long shot, you have to take them. And if it doesn't go right, they shouldn't be criticized for it because if they just kept Jared Goff next year, we know they're not winning a Super Bowl, period. Matthew Stafford is a massive upgrade over it. That much is for sure. Um, so it'll be curious to see. I mean, they'll have every chance in the world to win the AFC straight up. I mean, we know that they were basically the number one defense the entire year. Uh, they didn't have to give up any of their weapons. I thought when this uh, little like discussion was starting, when we knew LA was talking with him about it, I thought Robert Woods or Cooper Cup would be gone. But no, that that's not it. He still has Cooper Cup, still has Robert Woods, still has uh, Higby, still has CJ Henderson, which was pretty good last year, and any other additions. I liked also their rookie from Tennessee who they drafted. The, I think his name was Vincent. Uh, so he will not be uh, downgrading because the Lions – people forget also had a great offense uh it was their defense that really let them down a lot of the season uh in on the line side of things they're gonna have to do something great with their with these picks but he was gonna leave anyways like you got at least they got a lot this is a lot of value for an aging franchise quarterback who wasn't gonna do anything for his last few years of decency i like the running back they gotten in the first round last year so they obviously have a little bit of an eye for talent uh he can end up being one of the better running backs in the league top 10 in my opinion so uh, defensively, I think they're going to have to make some better choices. Although I, they, I like Jeffrey Okuda as well. He was injured most of the season. So we'll see what he can do in his sophomore year. They are going to have all the chance in the world to do good things with these picks. Uh, but it's up to the Lions franchise to, to get the, the gunk off of them because we even saw that with the Browns for a long time where they had a great roster. They still were, uh, you know, winning below 500 games. Sometimes it isn't always about the personnel. It's about the people you put around the franchise. Uh, the guys, the coaches, it has everything to do with it. Uh, and I think the Lions head coach, I actually like the guy, and I think he can add a little bit of accountability to the team. Will they make the player the playoffs with Jared Goff? They sure won't. But if they take next year, they get the draft pick that they want, they can do some interesting things. They can become better, I should say. And I think as a Lions fan or like just as an analyst, that's all I can ask for. And the Detroit Lions, their new general manager, Brad Holmes, was a scout with the L.A. Rams uh, in his previous tenure in the National Football League. So he moves over and takes over the GM spot in Detroit. Dan Campbell, who was the interim coach with the Dolphins quite a few years ago and then was on the coaching staff of the New Orleans Saints 
over the past few seasons, takes over as the head coach for the Detroit Lions. And look, uh, I know we both don't think Jared Goff is going to be a franchise quarterback for the Lions or any team that's going to lead them to a Super Bowl again. Uh, but he still is young, Spence. He still is young. They do have some running backs on that team. Carry uh, on Johnson a couple years ago. You mentioned the rookie Swift from the University of Georgia. They, they've got uh, Kenny Galladay. Uh, they've got Hawkinson, a very nice tight end. So Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions will have some picks here in the future, and they'll have to make really good choices in those draft picks. They'll have to be really judicious in free agency to make sure they put the right pieces around Goff. And we'll see. I think it'll be one of those things. If Goff doesn't show the type of promise that he can get them uh, at least as efficient offensively, if not more, uh, there's a good opportunity that they'll be drafting high in the next couple of years and, and they'll be making a play for a quarterback, if not at some point this year in the draft to have a backup plan for Jared Goff. But I think Jared Goff will get a fair opportunity in Detroit to lead that franchise. And we'll see what he does with that opportunity with new leadership in the front office and in the coaching staff. So I think it's a good move for both teams at this point. Because like you said, Spence, Matt Stafford was going to move on regardless. You get a couple first-round picks. You get a young quarterback that will at least be able to steer the ship in the short term. You get a third-round pick as well. So Detroit will have some ammunition in the draft here in the next few years. So who knows what may happen um, coming up here for that franchise. I know uh, the fans are certainly uh, – we're very, very happy um, that Matt Stafford uh, – led that franchise for quite a few years. I'm sure they would have wished they would have had more success on the field, but certainly a guy within the community and that in that football team that was very highly respected. So uh, he'll try to finish out the last handful of years in his career on a high note with the LA Rams and Sean McVay. But Spence, that leads to some more questions uh, with the quarterback situations in the NFL. Some rumors now have floated out here that Kirk Cousins could be the next guy to go as Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers apparently are very interested in acquiring Cousins from the Minnesota Vikings um, and possibly a deal for Jimmy Garoppolo and some other picks. Now, of course, uh, being a former Vikings fan, I'm very familiar with the Vikings franchise and with Kirk Cousins. And look, statistically, Kirk Cousins is a dream. Uh, since he's been in Minnesota, his touchdown to interception rate is three times. Uh, we're talking somewhere around 80 touchdowns uh, to 30 interceptions. So somewhere around that vicinity. He's been great statistically, Spence. His quarterback rating completion percentages in the top five, possibly top 10 uh, in the NFL since he's been a Viking. It, the problem with Kirk Cousins is not his accuracy, which is great, which is not um, his arm strength, which is fantastic. Kirk Cousins has the tools to be a, a solid NFL quarterback. And what I mean, he's been, he's been a solid NFL quarterback. There's no debating. He's been a solid NFL quarterback. Is he a championship level quarterback? That is where you now get into a discussion Spence, where you have Patrick Mahomes, who has an opportunity to lead his team to back-to-back -back Super Bowl titles. Tom Brady, who's been the goat his entire career, which is two different styles of quarterback because Tom Brady is not a mobile quarterback, but Tom Brady cerebrally and at the line of scrimmage and his eternal clock in his head to get rid of that football uh, and his big game moments. Uh, it's really second to none. Look, the resume speaks for itself. Kirk Cousins has one primetime victory, one playoff victory, uh, one victory on Monday night football. He just has not been the guy that's going to lead your team from a come from behind win 
when you got the ball in his hands and it's the fourth quarter and there's under two minutes to go and you need Cousins to lead your team down the field against a good football team. That just not has not been Cousins. Now, he hasn't had the best offensive line either, but that's the thing. Cousins needs the things around him to be almost perfect for him to really maximize his potential. And I think that's the issue. This Look, this Vikings offense was excellent this year. Jared, uh, Jared Jefferson, uh, that, I believe his name is Jared Jefferson, right? Uh, Justin Jefferson, I'm sorry. Justin, Justin Jefferson. Justin yeah. Jefferson, the wide receiver uh, out of LSU. The, he, he set all kinds of rookie records. Adam Thielen, to compliment that. But they still only won six or seven games, Spence. Dalvin Cook. So you have an offense that's great, but a Patrick Mahomes offense, to just to show the difference, even if their defense was awful like the Vikings was, you still would believe that you have a chance to win almost any game you're in. Kirk Cousins just was not consistent enough for for you to say, man, I trust this guy to take your team to the next level. And look, I know some, some people will continue to disagree with that because his stats are just very, very good. But you've got to continue to – you've got to watch games, Spence. I, I, you, you could be a stat reader and an analytics nerd all you want. You've got to watch these games – Sometimes start to finish, and in the fourth quarter especially. Look, Cousins has his moments, but I'm telling you, Spence, there's too many three and outs in key moments. There's too many moments coming from behind where you need a first down or you need to keep the clock running where it just does not happen. Does he make some great, fantastic plays where you're like, damn, yes. But they're just not consistent enough from top to bottom in key moments where you think this is the guy – that's going to get the job done come playoff time or come Super Bowl time. I just, I, I just think when you have a Mahomes, a Watson, a Trevor Lawrence coming out in the draft, you've got to say, are, are you just okay with uh, getting to the playoffs and winning a game or two? Or do you want a guy on your roster that you believe can win you a Super Bowl? And I just don't know that Kirk Cousins will win you a Super Bowl. Now, if he gets traded to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan and that creativity and that defense, look – uh, would it surprise me if Kyle Shanahan elevated Kirk Cousins and that team and they made a Super Bowl? Well, they did it with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think Kirk Cousins is just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just unfortunate that the Vikings franchise just is not unable to put it all together. So Kirk Cousins has been the next hottest name, Spence. Do you think that there's a chance that he's the next guy moved in this quarterback conversation? Yeah, uh, and I think if he does get moved, it's like 100% going to be to the 49ers. Now, a lot of this kind of depends on how you view court, these quarterback talent. A lot of people just straight up hate uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So, is the let's let's compare it to the trade that just happened, right? Is Jared Goff uh, is the difference between Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford as big as the gap between uh, Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo? It's not. It's it's far. It's far. Like. Kirk Cousins is objectively a much bigger upgrade in the situation, but still I would say Kirk Cousins could lead them. Like would Kirk Cousins have made that final pass in the Super Bowl to win them the game? He probably would have. Now, is he if they're down 10 against the Packers and the and the NFC championship, would he be able to win them that game? Probably not, but that's not really the way the 49ers team is structured. Like, they are going to be the ones with a 10-point lead. Can Kirk Cousins keep a 10-point lead? Can they keep a lead in the Super Bowl? Is he going to have a lot of silly turnovers, a lot of bad interceptions? Not nearly as much as Jimmy Garoppolo. When Jimmy Garoppolo threw the interception in the Super Bowl where he literally closed his eyes, 
you, Kirk Cousins is probably just going to throw that ball away. So he's a lot more adept at making certain plays. And uh, gosh, the NFC isn't, it's just not that great, in my opinion. The fact that Tom Brady can throw three interceptions in an NFC championship and they can still win that game to me proves that it's wide open, in my opinion. And I think Kirk Cousins has a chance, especially with Shanahan, to make it happen. So, Spence, let me ask you this. If the Vikings made that move, where is their next play at quarterback? Do they try to go blockbuster and make a move for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, well, Deshaun Watson is the big name out there right now. Uh, It's just hard because he has a no-trade clause. That's kind of the key part of all of this. Most of the quarterbacks, like Matthew Stafford, didn't have a no-trade clause, I don't think. Uh, Not a lot of guys do. It seems to be more of an NBA thing. Uh, so would he want to go to the Vikings? Well, I mean, the weapons are there, so I don't think it's outside of the question that he would do that. Uh, he could definitely be a destination for them. Uh, it's just hard to move your franchise quarterback, get all the money back, because if there's a trade between Kirk Cousins and the 49ers, it's going to be a very similar swap because the quarterback contracts are too big. They're not going to be willing to take on Jimmy Garoppolo's contract and then take on Deshaun Watson's contract. So they would have to find a way to not make that happen, but it's going to because their number one objective would be to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback with the new quarterback. They're not going to pay both of them. And I don't think anyone's going to be willing to just straight up trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. You have to make it very convincing that they have to give it too many assets to make it happen. So uh, Vikings 49ers trade Jimmy Garoppolo would be on the, on the Vikings 100%. Okay, Spence. Uh, I want to give you the floor on this one because I want to talk about a tweet um, from earlier today a possible trade with your Las Vegas Raiders involved here um, and Derek Carr. So Spencer, the Wiz, uh, what are your thoughts here on this potential trade that's listed here? If you're the Las Vegas Raiders, Deshaun Watson for Derek Carr, Darren Waller and two first round picks. Is this, does this trade have any legs and what are your thoughts Spence? If this happened here uh, between the Houston Texans and Las Vegas Raiders? Uh, I should be excited about seeing this. Uh, the, the chance for the Raiders to get a legitimate franchise quarterback. Who wouldn't be? How many chances? Because in my lifetime, the Raiders have had zero Hall of Fame level quarterbacks, uh, like period. This, they've never had anything close. So when you see this in Las Vegas, the headline uh, they wouldn't send Darren Waller. I think that's just wacky. There's no way the Raiders would ever do that. Uh, so if you take Darren Waller out, I'd rather replace Darren Waller with Jonathan Abrams, Cleveland Farrell, Corey Littleton, and you can even throw in the safety from the Rams as well because they're all terrible. Uh, I would rather send four players that the Raiders recently acquired rather than sending Darren Waller because, like I said, Cleveland Farrell and Jonathan Abrams probably aren't going to be in the NFL in three years. So if you can get any sort of value, especially a franchise quarterback, you should do it. But it doesn't matter. Even with Deshaun Watson, this team has a 0% chance of making the playoffs. They have no Pro Bowl guys in their defensive roster. Zero. Not all pros. Pro Bowl, one of the easiest things to make in the NFL they're going to have to make too many changes. You can't change a defense that drastically in one offseason. It takes at least three seasons, in my opinion. It starts with drafting the right guys, which we know, of course, they can't do. They've had three failed drafts in a row. Mike Miak is going to be there. I'm putting it down on pencil on video now. 
the Raiders will have a chance to draft Queedy Pay at the 17th pick because of how many quarterbacks are going to be taken early on, and they will pass up on him for some guy that you've never heard of until the day of, and it's going to disappoint everybody. They should like if they were to get Queedy Pay, I would have a little bit of excitement about this trade, and especially because they're going to end up getting rid of uh, I can't I think of his last name, but Trent, the the right tackle who just they made him the highest paid right tackle. Trent in the Brown. League. Trent Brown. Uh, and then, of course, he's just been an, an absolute mess. So he has a huge contract. They're going to end up trading him. Someone will take him on wherever he's happy. Uh, so that'll free up some money uh, on the uh, defensive side of the ball that they can use. Of course, they're going to be offloading Derek Carr's $42 million. They'll have some cash there. They'll end up getting rid of Marcus Mariota. So that's like another 5 to $10 million. They're going to have a little bit of flexibility. The only issue is that our GM is Mike Mayock, legitimately one of the worst GMs in the league, bottom five. No matter how much money he has, no matter how much draft capital he has, he's going to waste it all. Deshaun Watson on this team, no matter how, he's going to request a trade in the middle of the season if he does it. Because it's very attractive to come play with John Gruden because we know this team's going to score. If he was, if this trade were to go through, he's going to score like 35 points a game automatically. Darren Walt. Darren Waller, Nelson Aguilar, you can go down the list. Hunter Renfro, it would be a dream come true for him. The reason I think this trade is especially possible, like I said, minus Darren Waller, is because how many teams can offer a quote-unquote franchise quarterback back to the Texans? Keep in mind, they do not have their first-round pick. It it belongs to Miami. So they're not going to be able to draft a guy this year, certainly not in the first round. Uh, So if you can get someone who – a young quarterback who's having statistically some of the best years of his career – no one else, as far as I know, can do that. I can't think of any other name. So I think the Raiders actually are at the top of this list. And obviously, they're going to be interested. John Gruden would love to have a guy like him on the team. And uh, it just bums me out. I hate being a Raiders fan. It's pure and utter torture, knowing that we'll have one of the best quarterbacks in the league and it won't mean anything. Well, also keep this in mind, Spence. I, I, I honestly don't think Deshaun Watson's going anywhere. Uh, as much as people think Watson has the leverage, I, I challenge people that are of the idea that, that Watson has more of the leverage here. Just think of what happened when Le'Veon Bell sat out a season. If Deshaun Watson is, is adamant about not playing for Houston again and they call his bluff and he sits out, I think it's going to be harder for a quarterback to sit out a season. And I, I am not an advocate of that. Now, will Watson show up and say, you know, I'm, I'm banged up and, and and pretty much sit out the year based on injury. I think that's the smart thing to do. I think him not reporting at all, not showing up is a bad idea, and I don't think that'll happen. But I still think there's a possibility that the Houston Texans stick to their guns and make him sit out his contract. So what are you going to do? So you sit out multiple years? He signed a contract here uh, not that long ago. And if I'm Houston, Spence, I ride it all the way to the end. I'm, I'm – firm and not getting rid of him unless a team is going to offer a King's ransom. I'm talking uh, at least three first round picks, a f- couple second round picks and a couple players. If a team is not, if the, if the lions could get what they got for Matt Stafford, I would want twice as much for Deshaun Watson. And, and I'm fine with Houston driving up his trade value, not taking calls saying up until the draft, we're not, trading him and, and seeing how far they can drive up that value because uh, I would not be giving him away from for anything close to what Detroit gave away Matt Stafford for. I'd be asking for Herschel Walker part two or times two. What are your thoughts there, Spence? Yeah, um, it just depends. It depends on how like 
at least for the very like the only trade that we kind of have been theorized is like this Raiders trade. Uh, they would be getting the best tight end. Well, not the best tight end, probably the third best tight end in the league period. Technically a franchise quarterback on the way back uh, with some very valuable first round picks. Because The Raiders are going to be once again, one of the worst teams in the NFL next year. So you're, you're getting a top 15 pick most likely on the way back Two top 15 picks, potentially even better. Plus a guy who you, you don't have to draft another quarterback might be valuable enough. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what else you're going to get for him, especially if he is committed to just sitting out and it's just kind of going to be a waste. Then I think you might be a little happy about that. Uh, no trade for a star player is going to be perfect at the end of the day. You're just not going to get as much value as you possibly want. Uh, all you can hope for is something like the Pelicans did uh, when they had gotten rid of Anthony Davis. They gotten Brandon Ingram back, Alonzo Ball. So is this – is what the Raiders would be giving up better or worse than what the Pelicans had gotten back? I'm not sure. I mean, I think it's pretty comparable. That's Spencer the Wiz. Follow him on Twitter at Spencer the Wiz. You can watch the Rest Stop live every Tuesday, Thursday, 9 to 10 o'clock Pacific time. Make sure you download the Twitch app or go to www.twitch.tv slash Football. If you missed the show live, make sure you download, like, subscribe to the podcast version of the show. It's the audio-only version. You can find that on any of your podcasting platforms, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. And then you could search Landry Football Conference Call, and that's the podcast network, and we'll be under the rest stop underneath there. So make sure you check us out on your way home from work, on your way to work, before bed, when you wake up, the rest stop podcast will be under Landry Football Conference Call, and you can also find that on LandryFootball.com. Also like the YouTube channel, subscribe to that. It's under Brad the Believer. We post all the podcasts, all the live streams after the show so you can check that out as well we'll try to have some more content coming out as 2021 continues to move forward spence let's get into the big game super bowl 55 kansas city tampa bay and currently the line sits at three in favor of the chiefs that over under is going from 57 57 and a half and spence there's some special point spreads um you can if you like the bucks to win by more than three and a half you can get plus 240 on your money. Uh, Brian Bravo thinks the best Super Bowl prop bet is what quarter does he pass out from having too much tequila? I say uh, he passes out by halftime. Uh, Spence, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, because once halftime rolls around, all you have to do is drink, which is the biggest issue. So I, it'll be tough for him to make it. I'll say two and a half quarters. I think I'll take the uh, I'll take the over on that. I think he lasts until like probably the second drive going into the second half. All right, Spence. Well, let's hit some of these props where people can win some extra money. Uh, I want to start off with this one, uh, and we'll go down the list here on this page here. The team to score first in the game, Spencer the Wiz. The team to score first. Uh, that's not on the sheet you have there. Um, but the Chiefs are the favorite to score first at minus 130. Uh, so if you bet $130, you'll win 100 on the Chiefs. If you think the Bucks will score first, if you bet $100, you'll win 110 Spence, who do you think scores first, Chiefs or, or Bucks? It's very well, it's so random, right? It's like whoever wins the coin toss probably will score first. Uh, more than likely, that's going to be the Chiefs. They're just able to move the ball a lot more. They're not going to be as stiff, I think, because a lot of those guys have Super Bowl experience. So if you want to go off of that, like they've been there, done that. That's, I mean, Tom Brady, of course, has been there and done that more than anybody basically ever. But still, if you want to talk about Mike Evans and 
just all the big talented guys on their team. Well, Jason Pierre Paul, I guess, technically has it too. So it's not like they're lacking, but Chiefs offense is better. So I'm taking Chiefs. Spence, will there be points scored in the last two minutes of the first half? The yes is a big number, minus 380. So you've got to lay $380 to win 100. The no is plus 320. Will there be points scored in the last two minutes of the first half? Most likely, but I think there's just more value on saying no. It's like, how hard can it burn you? There is, there's basically, like you just said, there's no value in saying yes. So you might as well not bet it. But if you are, just take no. And it's very likely, like, who knows what that situation could be. Maybe they'll punt the ball with like seconds left to go and they'll just take a knee. That's true. Spence, I like this one. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown in the game? Yes, plus 250. No, minus 300. I'm just going to say no. I feel like that's almost like an – when was the last special teams touchdown you've seen in a Super Bowl before? Or score, I should say. I, I Again, you're not getting great odds, but I think if you just want – it almost feels like free money. Just say no. I, I kind of like that one too, Spence. Here's one for you. Will both teams have a lead in the first half? The yes is plus 105. Will will both teams have a lead in the first half? Yeah, I mean, come on. If they score a field goal and they go down and score a touchdown, you're already winning like right off the bat. It's so likely to happen. Is this going to be a blowout of a game? I think the Chiefs potentially can, but I don't think it's going to be like right off the gates. The Chiefs go off a 21 nothing run. I, I like the idea that this there's going to be at least one lead change. Okay, Spence, th- this one is interesting to me because the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have two starters out on the offensive line. Total quarterback sacks in the game, over or under three and a half. The over is minus 160. The under is plus 140. Total sacks in the game, three and a half. Yeah, that's such an interesting prop bet. Without two uh, tackles, it's, it's just unfortunate that I don't know about the backup situation when it comes to the Chiefs. Like, who does? Come on. It's like a crazy – you know one has that much knowledge, right? But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say over. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, and then Tom Brady isn't mobile. So if anyone gets to him, he's going to fall. He's not going to, like, try to stay up in the pocket. Like, if he feels the pressure and he thinks he can avoid getting hurt, he's going to go down. I love the over on this one. Spence, remember a few years ago the Rams Patriots Super Bowl where there was almost no scoring, which was a shocker. I don't think this one will mirror that. But here's an interesting one where you can really get some bang for your buck. Will there be at least one scoreless quarter? The yes is plus four fifty. Put a hundred bucks out there, you'd get four hundred and fifty dollars plus your hundred back. Will there be at least one scoreless quarter? Yeah, like you said, I, I love the idea. Like. That's so possible. Like, you just never know, like, what can happen. Maybe there's a few turnovers, but they're, like, far out. And, get like, the first quarter, there seems to be – there could be a lot of value in that. Like, you never know how stiff these guys are going to come out of the gates. Uh, and the fact that if you just bet 100 bucks, you could potentially get 400 back, again, it seems kind of silly not to take it. Uh, another one of these, like, high-value ones that if you hit on just one of them, it'll pay for all the other prop bets. All right, Spence, here's one that some people always have an interest in. Total number of players to have a pass completion of the in the game. Over two and a half. So will someone else complete a pass besides Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady? The over is plus 175. Over two and a half? Yeah. Total There's number some... of players to have a pass completion in the game. 
Oh, there's. I feel like there's a zero point zero chance Tom Brady is not going to let anybody pass the ball but him. So you're saying are the Chiefs going to have three guys not throw passes, complete passes three times? No, 0%. no, no, no. Spence over two and a half total number of players. So we know Mahomes will. We oh, know Brady will. You just need one other person. Uh, no way. So, I say there's zero percent chance. You're not going to zero percent, Spence. We know there's trick plays all the time. It's not going to happen for the Buccaneers, so you're asking if it's going to happen for the Chiefs, maybe. You don't think the Buccaneers will do a trick play? Tom Brady is not going to let anybody pass the football except for him. I guarantee you that. So you're saying uh, I, I don't know the that Chiefs I agree with it. that. I don't know. Well, all we need is one person to throw a pass, Spencer the Wiz. Besides, but it has I to mean, be a completion, right? Yes, yes. Zero percent chance. Wow. Not even an attempt. has to be gonna... a completion. Yeah, we're going to go opposite there. I say yes. I say it happens. All right, here, here's a good one here. Will Tom Brady throw first, a touchdown pass or an interception? The interception is plus 260. And we know a couple of years ago we threw that interception first against the Rams. Oh, I don't know. I just – he did have like three interceptions in that last game. I don't feel like there's enough plus points there. If it was like plus 400, I'd be a lot more considerate of this. Because it's a little too close, I, I'm not really all that interested in it. All right, Spence. Let's see. Let's see if I can find some player props over here. Um, let's see. Will McCole Hardman score a touchdown? Plus three thirty on the yes, Spencer the Wiz. Yeah. See, that's another one that is worth just kind of throwing out there to see if it can happen. So I, I, I like the idea that Hardman absolutely, if he's not if he's not being paid attention to. Anybody on the Chiefs can score at any moment in time. So I, I, I think Hardman is – he's not guaranteed to score a touchdown, obviously. That's why the odds are the way they are. But still, that's one that people should be looking at. Uh, Spence, this is an interesting one. Big Gabe, Rob Gronkowski, he's not a stranger to the Super Bowl. Total receptions in the game by Gronk, over 2.5, minus 120. Yeah, I, I guess the idea is that he very well could just have like a massive game at any point in time, if he's like the security blanket, if he's just kind of the guy like, oh, they're keying in on like Brown or Godwin or Mike Evans, uh, like that's Scotty Mill, like Scotty too, uh, could also be another guy. So if they're just like not thinking that he's going to have a big game and he had, he could just have like over a hundred yards easily. I'm not saying he's guaranteed to, but I think he's more than likely to have five, like a huge game that he is to be like nowhere to be found. Spence, uh, I think we'll both be on the same side of this one. Will Mike Evans score a touchdown? The yes, plus 130. Plus 130. Wow, if you can get plus points on one of the – on the best receiver – well, he's not the best receiver. I guess you could say Tyreek Hill. But the second best receiver, the best receiver uh, on Tampa Bay to have a touchdown in the game, yes. Like what? Why would you not take that? Yeah, I agree with that. I think I'm going to get in – on that one as well. Uh, Spence, we'll hit a few more here. Um, who will throw an interception first, Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady? Mahomes plus 120 to throw the first one, Brady minus 140. Mahomes could very well throw the first interception of this game. I'm not I'm not too interested in this. I don't like banking on interceptions in the Super Bowl. It seems to be a very erratic, random thing. Although I don't think any Super Bowl goes without an interception. Like, this is such a coin toss. A lot of it could just be a deflection off someone's hands. But Mahomes did have two interceptions in the uh, Super Bowl last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's a little bit younger. Tom Brady, you know, is going to be a little tighter uh, when it comes to his decision-making. He's probably very upset with himself. 
I think you should, if you're going to bet this one, put it on Pat Mahomes. Spence, who will have more receiving yards? Tyreek Hill is favored by 25 and a half yards. So it's Tyreek Hill minus 25 and a half yards. Mike Evans plus 25 and a half for more receiving yards in the game. So a huge favorite for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's he's going to though. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't like Mike Evans is more of like a big catch kind of guy, but Tyreek Hill just catches the ball everywhere and he just rips like five yard receptions into 30 yards. So I, I think that's a pretty safe bet actually to take Tyreek Hill there. All right, Spence, let's hit a few more here. Uh player to score the first Chiefs touchdown of the game. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are the favorites at seven to two. Clyde Edwards Alaire, six to one. Pat Mahomes, seven to one. Sammy Watkins, eight to one. McCole Hardman, nine to one. The field, seven to one. Chiefs I, first I, touchdown. Yeah, I think Clyde Edwards Alaire is, is my pick in this one. Uh simply because like every like when you game plan, it's like, oh, I'm gonna shut off Travis Kelsey and I'm gonna shut off him. And if they're like the three yard line, the halfback draw might just be the answer for them or a screen, or he may just rip off a huge run. You never know. The fact, like, $6 to your $1 bet, I think, is the value proposition here. And I think it's equally as possible. Like, I don't I don't see any reason why he has less of a chance to score it than Tyreek Hill. And Spence, we'll finish up with this prop. Player to win MVP of Super Bowl 55. Now, if Tampa Bay wins, there's almost a 0% chance anybody besides Tom Brady gets this, right? So Tom Brady's plus 220. So if you like the Bucks just to win the game, uh, why not take Brady as the MVP plus 220 spent to the Wiz? It's a guarantee if they win, he's getting the MVP. What What is Shaq Barrett's uh, odds? Shaq Barrett, surprisingly, he's only 50 to 1. 50 to 1. That's why I'm putting my money on. I'm putting a little money on Shaq Barrett. Uh, I wouldn't normally, but because of this offensive line shakeup, this guy had over 20 sacks last year. So if if he has a field day, I mean, we saw like Von Miller in the Peyton Manning Super Bowl kind of do this. So, like, is he? Could he have equally as good a performance as he did against the Broncos? Maybe not normally, but because their offensive line is so banked up and potentially their center is out too, Shaq Barrett might be one of the best plays. And Donna consumed. A little bit, but the fact that we know how much production you can get out of Shaq Barrett in a single game, there's a ton of value there. Uh, but I agree with you. If you want to be smart about it and not throw away your money like me, go ahead and put it on Tom Brady. Getting something that plus points is awesome. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is the favorite to win the MVP at plus 120. And look, I I wouldn't disagree with that, but guys, remember uh just a couple games ago, Pat Mahomes could not finish the football game because of a hit he took. There's no guarantee that Pat Mahomes walks through this game with two offensive linemen starting missing that he comes through this game unscathed. So keep an eye on that. If you're watching this game, if you're going to bet a lot of money on this game, if you're going to bet prop bets, watch for Shaq Barrett, like Spence said. Watch for Pierre Paul and Dominican Sue. Pat Mahomes could have some trouble in this game. He may take some big hits, and that's going to be one that's going to be close to watch. So make sure uh, you turn into the rest up on Thursday, 9 to 10 o'clock Pacific time. We're going to talk more Super Bowl talk. Uh, we're going to talk in detail the ins and outs of the game. We're going to give our picks on who we like, myself and Spencer the Wiz. It's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top as Tampa Bay will be the first team in NFL history to host uh, the, the Super Bowl in their home stadium, Raymond James Stadium, Super Bowl 55. It'll be the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. We'll talk in detail about that. If you miss any part 
of the Rest Stop Podcast. Make sure you check out my Twitter channel. I'm sorry, my YouTube channel, Brad the Believer. Make sure you check out the podcast version of the show. You can go to Spotify, Audio Boom, Google Podcasts, search Landry Football Conference Call, and then the Rest Stop will be underneath there. Go to LandryFootball.com. And then we're also live on my Twitter feed and on my Facebook page, the Twitter feed at Brad the Believer. Spencer the Wiz, his Twitter is at Spencer the Wiz. And also Spencer does a live sports show every Friday night, 7 o'clock Pacific time, locally here in Las Vegas, KSHP 1400. So make sure you follow him on Twitter to check out all the stuff Spencer's doing in town. So for Spencer the Wiz, I'm Brad the Believer. We'll be back on Thursday, 9 o'clock for the rest stop. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you back on. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.